This is a special edition of Hidden Headlines, Faith, Family, Freedom, on Inauguration Day 2021. I'm Brian Sussman. Thanks for joining me, good friends. More on me at briansussman.com. I was praying and fasting that this day would not come. And I know many of you were as well. In fact, I always took comfort in knowing that there were millions of people, not just in this country, but around the world that were praying that Donald Trump would get a second term. But instead, we have Biden-Harris. And I'll talk about them and their plans in just a moment. I hope you'll stay with me for this. It's probably, in many ways, the most important podcast yet. And it mimics a blog post at briansussman.com as well as a blog post on my Facebook page. On my Facebook page, this will be the final blog post. I'll keep the post up there on Facebook for a few days, maybe a week, and then I'm deleting everything, as I'll explain in just a moment. But let me begin with my favorite film series of all time, Lord of the Rings. Some of you are familiar with this particular scene where Gandalf the Great is hanging by his fingertips on a ledge about to fall to his death. And he warns his friends as their death seems to be drawing near. And he exclaims, fly, you fools. I was raised by a dad whose father escaped communism. I'm choked up. Even as I read this, I'm sorry, friends. I I didn't know I would get so emotional. When I first went into radio, I did so because I really and truly felt as if I was called by God, to go into that particular line of work. I had left a very comfortable job in television, as some of you remember, back when people actually watched local television news. (laughs) And I was making buku bucks, and I quit because my wife and I adopted our uh, fourth child. Actually, it was our third by way of adoption, but it was little Josh. And uh, we really believed that my time would be better spent being at home in the evenings to be with the family as opposed to working on the evening news and not getting home till you know, 12, 31 in the morning. So I quit. I quit the job. And uh, my wife scrambled to try make ends meet because I certainly wasn't ready for retirement. And uh, I had an opportunity on 9-11 
to do a radio broadcast for the Christian radio station in the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, their host was not able to make it to the microphone that evening because he was traveling from out of the country, couldn't make it back into the country in time. And so my friend who worked at the radio station there uh, just asked me, would you be available? And I said, yes, absolutely. And I, I remember going on the broadcast. It went swimmingly well. And they ended up offering me a position. And that led to me getting an opportunity at KSFO, which was, uh, without question at the time, the top local conservative radio station in the country. In fact, KSFO invented the genre of local conservative radio. No one else had a successful program, but KSFO in San Francisco, of all places, did. And uh, they offered me an opportunity there to have an evening show, and, and that ended up doing very well. And during that time, I was also filling in on Mondays on their ever-so-popular morning show. And, and uh, when their morning host uh, ended up leaving the station, uh, they asked me to take his place. And that was a real honor because this guy was just just top of the food chain when it came to radio broadcasters. But I did 20 years on KSFO. And during that time, I, I saw it as a calling. In fact, that was one of my taglines on the radio. This is not a job, it's a calling. I really felt called of the Lord to do what I was doing. And to the, <laughs> while the pay was, was okay initially, it certainly wasn't TV money, but we scrapped by. And, and then over time, it just it got better and better as my popularity grew. And I was doing a good job for the advertisers. But I waged battle on the radio in the spirit of those who pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor for this nation. I really believe that. And in light of the coup, which has allowed evil progressives to plunder the reins of Washington, D.C., to say right now that I'm concerned for the future of America is a gross understatement. You see, forever and a day, ever since I got out of college, I've studied the works of Marx. And I've studied the actions of Lenin and the strategies of Volinsky. It's in my heart. I think that's where this calling comes from. You know, my, my dad's father escaped communism. I grew up in a household where my dad, he, he thought there was a communist behind every Democrat. Even back in the day, he thought that. Now it's clear that America is on a rapid downslide towards communism. Stay with me, please. This process never ends well. First for the resistors, and then for all those, all those, all those not in the elite class. You know, over the past four years, millions of Americans, some of them otherwise decent people, have become so filled with hatred for Donald Trump that they're willing to blind, blindly embrace the acute changes that have suddenly been launched. I mean, this is sudden. Upon the millions more who voted for President Trump's second term. I'm referring to this new cancel culture. Man, it has just sprung up. It's eliminating avenues for conservative discourse. 
and thus constraining First Amendment rights now is perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable. Threatening Trump-supporting business owners with violence is totally tolerated. Firms firing employees who attended the January 6th march in D.C. is understood. There is a, I have a friend, I've got several stories here. I'll focus on one. I have a friend in West Virginia, lives in a, uh, uh, just a a nice, I would say, lower middle class uh, town. Two bus drivers in the school district, two school district bus drivers were fired because it was discovered that they attended the rally in D.C. They were fired. Friendships and family relations are being torn to shreds. Everyone knows this. Some of you have experienced it. It reminds me of the New Testament passage where Jesus warns there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother-in-law. Daughter-in-law against daughter-in-law, against mother-in-law. I mean, that's from Luke chapter 12, verse 52, 53. I understand Jesus is talking about spiritual things, but we're seeing this now with political things. Oh, and it will start to stretch into the spiritual in no time flat, if it hasn't already. What's tragic is these anti-Trumpers are not even aware that their venom and divisiveness is being fueled by a well-tuned propaganda machine driven by their cherished news sources, which are purposefully manipulating reports and blacking out news that doesn't fit into the pro-Biden-Harris paradigm. It's a People have, you know, I worked in news basically for 40 years, starting as a TV news director of a small television station in Columbia, Missouri, after graduating college. I, I know how this stew is made. I, I will tell you, when I worked for CBS News in New York, I was shocked. It was my, my first day in the building. And we walked by the fish. I was getting a tour of the, the station. And we walked by the, uh, the fishbowl, as it was called. This is where everyone met to determine what was going to be on the news for Dan Rather's CBS Evening News. So this is back in the 80s. Dan Rather was huge back in the day. He was the face of television news. And here was the fishbowl. And I remember walking to the fishbowl. This is where the, the news is made for CBS. What stories they're going to cover. And on everybody's desk, or everybody in front of everybody's chair on the big table, was a copy of the New York Times. And I thought, what? In other words... The CBS Evening News with Dan Rather was relying on the New York Times to determine what stories were important. I I couldn't believe it. And that got me to thinking, okay, who's at the New York Times calling the shots? And and who's telling them what to cover? It it was a mind-blowing experience. So again, we have a situation right now where people are just listening to whatever their news talking heads are telling them. And everything's manipulated and everything has been determined by people they can't see 
and there's a total news blackout, so these folks can't hear opposing points of view and therefore can't hear the truth. You see, friends, the American experiment has been viciously hijacked. And that said, based on the totality of my many years of research and my many years of observation, here's what I believe we can expect from the new federal government as their plans rapidly move forward. Let me preface this by saying I pray I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. Congress will maneuver quickly to grant Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. statehood. You see, this will guarantee a total of four new Democrat senators and likely six new Democrat House members, depending on how they count. Any member of Congress voting against this move will be tarred a racist. It's simply a move of Congress. We, the people, aren't going to go to the polls to vote on this. Congress will. And if anybody votes against it, you're going to be deemed a racist. And therefore, the deck will further be stacked against congressional conservatives. Next, the Democrat-controlled Congress will add additional seats to the Supreme Court. They're going to move quickly to do this. They need to do this within the first two years. The goal is to permanently box constitutional conservatives out of federal lawmaking and deepen the Democrats' grip on federal power. Now, once the Supreme Court is expanded, Congress will take aim at, pun intended, the Second Amendment. And this is where things could become, use your imagination, exactly what the pro-communist strategists wish for. You know, it's interesting. My son called me up this morning. He's at a at a Bass Pro Shop in San Jose, California. This is this is the heart of the Silicon Valley, the heart of the liberal Silicon Valley. He's at a Bass Pro Shop. For some of you who've ever been to Bass Pro, these are these are huge stores. Big superstores. He said the store was pretty much empty. I mean, nobody nobody was doing a lot of shopping in the store except for one line. It went from the gun counter, and the gun counter is usually in the back of the Bass Pro Shop. There was a line stretching from the gun counter at the back of the Bass Pro Shop out the door. These were all people who had ordered ammo and their order had come in. A line going out the door in the Silicon Valley. This is another reason why I believe Trump won in a landslide. I, I, folks, folks, I have a house in San Francisco, the most, arguably the most liberal county in the world, a heart, uh, a home in San Francisco. I spend a lot of time in, in other parts of the Bay Area as well. I observe with my own two eyes lots of stuff. I'm always, my eyes are always on the open. During the election cycle, you you were hard-pressed to find a Biden bumper sticker. It was very difficult. I mean, they were there, but you had, to, you had to look for them. I remember when Hillary ran, they were everywhere. When Obama ran, they were everywhere. Biden, there was no enthusiasm. I wouldn't be surprised if we found out someday that, that Trump won California. But, okay, let's, let's move on. 
They want Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. They want to pack the Supreme Court. They want to go after the Second Amendment. Simultaneously, the federal government will continue to redefine liberty. The further erode your First Amendment, including severely curtailing the ability to communicate and gather. They will use all facets of media for a public relations blitz targeting Trump supporters as an unyielding danger to the nation. Born-again Christians will be marked as intolerant bigots. Practicing their faith will be akin to a hate crime. Thus, being a Christian and or being a Trump supporter will conveniently, conveniently allow them to cancel you. Cancel you. And I'm not talking about just your social media. I'm talking about your livelihood as well. And left to run its course, eventually your personal property could be at risk. Oh, but how about redemption? Maybe redemption will be found in a federal re-education program. Oh, does it sound crazy? Sound over the top? Well, not to former network news superstar Katie Couric. Remember her? Cute little Katie? Who was recently on the Bill Maher show on HBO. And she said, and the question is, I'm quoting her, and the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Deprogram these people, she said. She said it. Others have said similar things. But I asked Ms. Cork this, and for those who refuse deprogramming, what are you going to do? Imprisonment? What if that doesn't work? Also, over these next two years, China is going to grow in superiority. Russia will become more conniving. ISIS will rebuild. Iran and North Korea will be emboldened. And all the while, our military will undergo castration. It's the great global reset. And it will be well underway. And of course, I've done a podcast on this, as some of you know. Hopefully, red states will rise in defiance and challenge the new federal mandates. The question is, how long will they be able to hold out? I don't know what that looks like. Are we talking civil war? I don't know what that looks like. But when you look at maps of the country and the way the country voted, most of this country, by and large, the vast majority is red. Our Republican form of government, my friends, was designed for a society built on biblical morality. It really was. You can read the founders' intentions. They believed the only way this thing could hold together with, was with morality and virtue. Morality and virtue. The blue party is filled with none of that. They're filled with the devil. You could ask any immigrant who came to America fleeing communism, and I've met many, some of you may have been there and done that. They see the writing on the wall, and they shudder when considering the final act. You know, many are now looking to 2024. I mean, perhaps the tide will turn. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Perhaps Donald Trump or another populist will run as a Republican and win in 2024. I say populist because the Republican Party is filled with a host of elite establishment doers of evil as well. You saw many of them turn at the last moment. It was sickening. 
gosh, it was just, their true colors came out. It was sickening. I could start naming names. Sickening. Guess what? Trump was never a card-carrying member of the GOP. He, he thought about running as a third-party candidate initially. And that's why so many of us supported him. And that's why the left loathes him, as does the establishment at large. And while I still pray daily, oh, my wife and I have been praying. We pray that the tide will turn. Just forgive my personal pessimism, folks. But barring a miracle, which is always possible, always possible, unless our voting system is overhauled, I don't see how we'll ever beat the Democrats in a national election. Nonetheless, you can bet I will be voting against Kamala for president in 2024 because as planned, and as I believe, and as I've talked about, Joe will likely be long gone from the White House by then. So here's my essential advice in the meantime. Prepare as you would for any long-term natural disaster. I live in California. We're always, we should be, always prepared for an earthquake. Some of you live in tornado country. You know what I'm talking about. Be prepared. Including having emergency power and plenty of water. Those are essential. Power and water. Next, get out of debt quickly. Get your finances in order, friends. As you're doing that, save money now, cash on hand. If you're going to continue on social media, know that everything you say can be used against you. Everything is being recorded. Use a private email service. Use a secure search engine. But even then, beware. I would even advise purchasing a shortwave radio because it may be useful in the very near future to hear the real news. Additionally, consider your Second Amendment rights while they remain intact. And if you do, please be well trained. And also be able to make your own blank MM blank, if you know what I mean. Additionally, if you want to know what our enemy is thinking, which is always wise, if you want to know what your enemy is thinking and planning and scheming, just read the Sunday New York Times. That requires a subscription, so if you don't want to pay them, if you just want the Cliff Notes version, read the daily Associated Press news headlines. You can find that on the Internet. If able, move to a red state or red region. Build community with like-minded patriots. If you're called of the Lord to remain in a politically hostile area, and some of you will be called to do that, trust him for wisdom. Trust him for provision. And then pray, because this earthly battle is actually a heavenly one. I'm going to quote you a bit of scripture really quick. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, 
you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, to stand. That's from the New Testament book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12. If you're not a praying person, I invite you to consider the words of Yeshua, Jesus, who said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That's from the New Testament book of John, 14.6. This may be your time to repent and get things right with your Maker. But here's the good news. I do believe that in the near term we will witness a spiritual revival like the, 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 the likes of which will be biblical in proportion. Oh God, I pray. You know, in the Jewish Bible, commonly referred to as the Old Testament, we read of King Hezekiah, who, while fully trusting God for protection, did everything he could to protect Jerusalem from its violent enemies, including the construction of water tunnels to ensure a flow of spring water into the walled city of David. Those tunnels, by the way, exist to this very day. Thus, what I learned from reading Hezekiah's story, we need to trust the Lord and we need to prepare. All of this, by the way, is at my website, briansussman.com. You can read it for yourself, copy it, share it with a friend. I will also take a moment just to mention this. Uh, These podcasts and the content thereof or therein, if you will, is about to change. I'm going to be doing a lot less politics and a lot more good news, as in the gospel and what God is saying in the hidden headlines found within the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament. Because I believe that's going to be our hope going forward. So Hidden Headlines will be taking a spiritual turn beginning in the next podcast. And all my blogging will be far less political and a lot more spiritual because that's the hope. That's the hope within my heart that I want to share with you. So we're making a big turn with the website going forward, with Hidden Headlines podcasts, with the blog, etc. And as I believe I mentioned towards the beginning of this podcast, my Facebook page is going to be taken down shortly. So I'm completely avoiding social media. Hopefully, I will just be able to remain with my website, which I control on the internet for what it's worth going forward. Listen, I appreciate all of you so much. Uh, Many of you are friends. Many of you I've been able to meet in various meet and greets that we've had with our radio audience over the years. Some of you have been in touch with me by way of email, etc. I I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. And I, I want to be there for you in whatever way, shape, or form I might be able to be there to encourage you, to encourage you. I know a lot of what's been said today in this podcast has been a real downer, but it's, it's what I believe to be the truth. And uh, we need to know 
the truth so we can properly prepare. Prepare physically, prepare emotionally, prepare spiritually. And now I conclude going back to the film Lord of the Rings where Gandalf the Great is hanging by his fingertips on a ledge about to drop to his own death. And he warns his friends as their death too seems to be drawing near. And he exclaims, Fly, you fools! The sad thing is, this is not a movie. So I say to you, my friends, with love in my heart, fly, you fools. Hidden Headlines, Brian Sussman, signing off.